Hey there, it's Brighthawk, and I'm delighted to open Storytellers Connection, where we connect through the art of story. It's my pleasure to get to share this time with you, and I'm so grateful that you've chosen this time with me. Let's get to it. I've often been asked how I became a storyteller. How did I start? Have you ever had one of those moments where you were asked to write an essay and you just sort of got in a free flow and wrote what you thought without really thinking about it? That's what happened. Storytelling for me came together when I went to Africa. I was part of a delegation and we were asked to write essays about why did we want to go to Africa and what did we hope to get out of the experience and what did we hope to bring back and share about the experience. And suddenly I was writing about storytelling, that I wanted to discover stories from around the world and bring them back and help people appreciate different cultures from around the world and tell stories that inspired people and motivated them to do good things really know what I was writing. I was just kind of in a flow of consciousness and, yeah, that sounds good. And of course, I went to Africa and and six months later, I came back and some months after that, I found myself in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I can tell you, arriving into Cambridge, Massachusetts after six months in Africa, having lived in California my entire life, I had more culture shock in Cambridge than I did in Africa. No joke. It was a whole different world. And suddenly I found myself asking the big questions. Who am I? What am I here to do? What lights me up? What makes me feel like I'm on track and on purpose? And suddenly it was coming together the African drum known as the djembe from West Africa ignited my world, ignited that vibration, that feeling I had when I was in Africa. So I committed myself to playing every single day my djembe. And about the same time that I found the drum or the drum found me, I'm not sure which is which, Storytelling was also part of my destiny, my future, my desire. And I found myself, of course, coming back from Africa with several storybooks and a desire to share stories and rhythm and music in the same program. In Cambridge, culture shock and all, I found myself recognizing that I had a moment, an opportunity to bring together the African drum and storytelling, and particular the stories that I had collected in Africa. It all seemed to be coming together. Where was I going to offer my storytelling program? I looked around, and even though I had done programs in schools, it seemed like those were covered. But what I realized was not covered was the children at the psychiatric hospital in Cambridge, and that just so happened to be across the street from my office. So I committed myself to doing a storytelling and music program every Thursday evening at the Cambridge Hospital, and every Wednesday evening, I found myself at the library, poring over materials, 
trying to find the stories that I wish to tell that spoke to me of that spirit that I spoke earlier. Inspiration, motivation, wisdom, insight. This is when I began to learn many important lessons about being a storyteller. Here's the first lesson. The first time I showed up, I showed up with a Xerox of the story, my music stand, and I began to read the story to the children. And I realized I felt very encumbered by the script, and I felt very encumbered by not being able to see their faces and the story at the same time. So the first thing I decided was that I was a storyteller and not a story reader. And I lost immediately the music stand and the script. But this meant that I would be even more on the edge, if you will, as a storyteller. Because I didn't want to memorize stories. I wanted stories to come through me. And in the process of being in the library and pouring over material, I learned the second thing. The decision every storyteller has to make about what kind of stories you want to tell. And so in that process, I realized that I did not want to tell stories that were trickster stories, where someone got tricked and got a lesson the hard way. I realized that there are many beautiful stories, many stories about Anansi, an African storyline that's all about Anansi the spider. But most of those stories are about trickster energy. Similarly, the Native American stories had trickster energy, often the coyote stories, and I just decided that wasn't where I wanted to go. So I had to find my stories, and in that process, I found that my process would be to invoke the spirit of the story, and I learned how every story I would open would begin with the saying, a story, a story, let it come, let it go, and that it was a flow. It was an agreement that we were all stepping into the flow. The third thing I began to realize was that stepping into the flow, much like once upon a time, is the beginning of casting a spell. As soon as we say those words, once upon a time, or let me begin by telling you, there's this thing that happens where we're all willing to let go let our imaginations wander, go on a journey, accept and go into disbelief even that anything can happen, anything is possible because we all agree when we enter the story realm. What a powerful thing. What a tremendous amount of responsibility and what an opportunity. And so as I began to search for the stories that I, that called to me and that I was called to, I began to develop my repertoire. And every Thursday night, I would be with those kids and I would play rhythm and music and we would sing together and we would dance together and I would tell two or three stories and something would happen. And at the end of the evening, everyone felt a different kind of glow. Because stories are a gift. They change us. Even if it's letting us just forget about the harshness of the reality we're in for a moment. What a gift. And so I continued to try to develop and 
find stories that I would feel comfortable telling children at a psychiatric hospital in Cambridge. And it, of course, at a certain point, I ran out of stories that somebody else wrote, and I had to start developing my own. And what an opportunity, what a gift that was, because it got me thinking about what kind of characters I thought would be fun to engage with, and what the message was that I thought was important. And that's how I developed the Dancing Hippo. And here we are 25 years later, and the Dancing Hippo is a beautiful picture book, but I'm so grateful to have partnered with Amanda Moore to create all that beautiful artwork, and my partner Hollis Taylor creating an incredible enhanced ebook that I tell the story, and you could see the videos and the music we created with it. And my message is this, stories matter. You have no idea how you may impact people. So make sure the impact is for the highest good of all, for the greatest good of all, that you reach for the stars, that your message is meaningful, that you put your whole heart and soul into what your message is, because people feel that. They don't care about what you know, who you know, how much money you make. They care about how you feel, how you show up, and how you make them feel. So I appreciate being able to share this little piece of my story with you tonight. I love you. I hope you'll share your story with us at the next Storytellers Connection. Hi, it's Brighthawk. Here's an easy storytelling tip. I call it the three P's of storytelling. The first is presence. Make sure you bring all of your presence to the story. I can't tell you how many times folks have told me that they enjoyed listening to the story as much as they enjoyed how much I enjoyed telling the story. Be fully present. Totally enjoy yourself. And that's the second point. Bring all of your passion to your story. If you really want to help people feel it, be it. And the third point I would make is, of course, the purpose of your story. When you stand up with presence and passion, you're also going to, of course, have a point, a purpose, a reason for your story, because that's what's driving the story forward efficiently and effectively. Even if at the end of your story, you say, the reason I told you the story is, so it delivers that satisfying feeling. That makes it a present. Every story is a gift. It's a present. It's an opportunity for us to learn from each other, save each other time, probably save each other pain, help bring purpose and meaning to our life and to others. Because when we see ourselves in each other's story, we bring meaning. We help each other. And we owe it to each other to be the best storytellers we can be. So remember the three P's. It's really simple. Of course you're going to be present. Of course you're going to enjoy your awesome story. And of course you're going to tell it with passion, conviction. Show it, not tell it. You're going to be your story. And of course, you're going to have a purpose. You're going to have a point. You're going to have a reason that makes all of us feel like, wow, I really enjoyed hearing that. And I'm never going to forget that. So. The three P's, it's as simple as that. Presence, passion, 
purpose. The next Storyteller's Connection online where you can share your story too is Saturday, January 30th. Register and make sure we know you're coming and be ready to share a story. We look forward to hearing from you. One of the things I've realized about telling a story is that having a theme, having some guidelines, is really helpful. So if there's some themes that you want to explore, please comment and let us know. We're happy to explore together. This is Brighthawk. Thank you for listening to Storytellers Connection. Please make sure you subscribe. We appreciate your likes and your comments. Storytellers Connection. Together, we make better stories.